very sick. Such a good shot. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We have the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all. Wow, I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their knee when they hit a ball. Right, welcome to the Bogey Society podcast, episode 13 this week. Lucky number 13. As always, you got me, Brennan Off. You got Nick Dingwall over here. What's up, Nick? How you doing? Good, my man. How have you been? How was your weekend? It, it was great. As is tradition, I'm going to start off by telling you what I cooked. Yes, yep. hit me with it. I've been on a pork kick, obviously. It's because yep. I bought that 20-pound pork shoulder, so okay. I finally cooked up the last chunk of the pork shoulder and this okay. time we did the honey sriracha glaze on that thing mm-hmm. oh my god man. At, delicious absolutely delicious a little salad a little bit of rice Ooh. got me a little tangerine and tequila right here i'm, re- I'm in pod mode right now man. Yeah, i'm in 100 pod mode you are ready um i actually have a uh, cooking story for you as well because it was the oh super bowl so i usually have a bunch of people over for the super bowl super bowl is like my favorite day of the year so i made a pot roast first time ever making a pot roast delicious yeah it, it turned out very well i was uh, pleasantly surprised with uh with myself getting that done um you know just followed the nice uh, recipe from online and uh figured it out put it in the crock pot and said you know see you later on that one and uh is the way to go man it makes it just so easy you just throw it uh, throw all the shit in there and just yeah. let her go and she does the work for you exactly and uh yeah it turned oh. out really well every you know everyone uh, it was basically all gone by the end of it it was like a six pound roast so like it, it you know turned Ooh. out really well so How, who, who else do you have over marcus and nick and uh and max i'm assuming so i had marcus over um max was busy so he didn't uh he didn't end up coming over but um i had my little brother over um l was there obviously shout out, shout, out our uh, shout out connor and um my buddy colin and his girlfriend sam were were over so you know we had we had a good time watching the super bowl it was kind of a, a lopsided affair but it was uh still a good time i lost on every single one of my bets so that sucked but yeah didn't didn't do very well with the betting this weekend but well at least you won some money off brooks kepka after you bet on him on the 15th hole on <laughs> yeah I, I i love these backdoor wins that i've been taking the last two weeks i found a, a kind of a loophole in the in the betting for uh for golf if uh you wait till about the 14th or 15th hole it's usually kind of there's about two or three guys maybe that are left to make kind of a run and if you pick one of three you've got a pretty solid chance so the last two weeks i i backdoored patrick reed the week before and i backdoored kepka uh this week to win some money so it i don't know it looked like it was pretty clear though honestly and and especially like xander just looked bad and he made that one birdie i can't remember was it 16 where he made birdie or was Uh, it par three 14 i after he made birdie, he proceeded to overdraw a ball into yeah. some water. Yep. Yep. That was uh, not a good look. I think that was the fifth. I want to say that was 15. 
but I, honestly, I can't be sure. Yeah. Someone will probably be very frustrated listening to this because they're going to know. But yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into the the, the waste management here in a second. Okay, we're not there yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So uh, also on this week, I went snowboarding with the boys. So that was a that was a good time. You know, me, Max, and Marcus went and ripped it up at Pine Knob, our local track over here, and uh, we were hitting some jumps and stuff. And I realized that I am no Sean White. My uh, my ass was hurting uh, the next day because I uh, I hit the ground a few times. Um, but we took some cool videos and stuff, and uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty good time. So, dude, I need to go with you. I would be hitting that shit, bro. Yeah, dude. There's some crazy people out there, like it's so irritating watching these little like six and seven and 10 year olds just like rip it up and they're just like hitting these jumps and doing all these wild things and you're just like I can do that like these little kids can do it I can do it and then you go and try to do anything that they do and you just eat it and you're just like okay I'm not quite as athletic as I think I am can you do a grab do you think could you do I could uh maybe if I caught enough air, I think I could. But my, my issue my issue is I come in too hot and I've got a little too much speed. And then when I hit when I'm in the air, I kind of start to bobble a little bit and my board comes out from under me. And then from there it's just no bueno. Um, but I did learn a few things because we hit we were hitting the same cause we, we didn't really want to go to the terrain park because it was pretty packed, but there was like these two um like man-made like spots where you could hit some jumps down down in your your line for where you were uh going down the hill and so we just constantly kept hitting those two and I was getting a good feel for you know how to hit those which was pretty that's fun man like because honestly I mean the rails and shit are fun and like I'll be I I skate I used to skate a lot I skate oh like not quite as much now but rails are like you can get broke off on rails, man. Oh. And it really sucks. And honestly, at a point it's like, it's not, it's, it's not worth it to like get seriously injured trying to. Well, let me tell you, buddy, I fucking went snowboarding a couple weeks ago and thought I was big cheese and uh, tried hitting some boxes and rails um, at, at another spot that's close to our, our house uh, called uh, Mount Holly. And uh, I hit a, I hit a, um, a rail and I got, I was in the middle of it. And then, the rail was pretty long. So I, I, I got on the rail at the very beginning. And by the time I got oh. to the, to the end of it, my board was sliding off of it. So like I completely lost balance and just rearranged my whole asshole on the ground. And mm. then I got up and I still had to finish the run and there was another jump. And so I hit that one and my feet came out from under me and I fell on my oh. ass again. Oh. And literally I, I, my my asshole hurt for like three days after that it was just not good and that's when I realized that I'm getting old and I can't be out here doing this crazy shit like that because you're right I gotta go to work the next day and my ass hurts and it's just not as fun you know yeah man I went to an indoor skate park did I tell you last week how I fucking I went to an indoor skate park in Milwaukee and I okay I broke my skateboard a while ago and then I kind of just like I've been on other shit and I just didn't get a new skateboard. So I find my roommate Lloyd got me one for Christmas. Finally set that thing up, took it up to the skate park. I went to do just the basic like 50, 50 grind on a ledge. Mm-hmm. And I, I missed the metal part oh, no. landed on the slick, like waxed up wood on the top of the ledge. And I just slid heels straight out, fell right on my tailbone. Oh, 
first thing when we got there and then like the session was just kind of ruined like yeah. i just i was just like hurting the whole time after that so there's no worse feeling than when you stunt your ass right as you start anything like that shock wave that goes from your anus to your like the top of your head is like the worst shock wave you can yeah. ever feel feels like you're gonna do damage to your spine but <laughs> Well, I'm I feel like I could do like a board slide on a snowboard or, and maybe like a 50-50 on a box, probably not on a rail. But also the thing is you can't just bail off a snowboard. Like a skateboard, you can just jump off that yeah. bitch. Oh, yeah, that's very true. You can just bail off that bitch. You cannot do it. Yeah, you are, you are strapped in. And the snow is packed down and it's fucking hard, man. Like yeah. that, that is- shit hurts. That is one thing snowboarding in like Michigan that you don't get when you go out west and shit. I've never been out west, but I mean, they just get fresh powder all the time. So like it's it's a lot softer in Michigan. It's just a sheet of goddamn ice. So you're literally just going down a hill as fast as you can trying not to die. I snowboarded in Winter Park, Colorado once and but it was kind of late in the season. So the snow was like a little bit wet and shit you know it wasn't like super super powdery mm-hmm. but yeah i've heard also that the northeast is crazy for skiing because it's just all ice underneath the snow it's not fresh powder it's just like a sheet of snow over some fucking ice basically exactly. so that sounds super gnarly but the blacks are even so probably different like a black on a mountain in colorado versus like a mountain somewhere in new england is probably that's not the same shit oh like, bro I mean, when I say we're snowboarding on a mountain in Michigan, it's literally like a bunny hill and like a real place where you would go snowboarding. I mean, it's not even like our black diamond is literally a bunny hill for anywhere out west. Like, it's ridiculous. The the blue Colorado was gnarly. It was gnarly. I bet. Like, I fell a bunch of times going down it, honestly. Oh, I bet. But Yeah, that's crazy. Also, I wanted to tell you that I wasted my time today because I took my cat to this vet. Oh, yeah. And they gave me the estimate. He, there's nothing wrong with him. He's fine. Yeah. It's just an annual checkup. Yeah. Almost $300. It was $280 for that's, all this shit. That, and I, it was an $80 fee just for the vet. Like, there's a clinic that I can go to and pay 35 for both the shots mm-hmm. and then 20 for the medicine. And, like, boom, done. Yep. And I, 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 Uber, I had to get an Uber pet to go to that bitch and then i had to get an uber pet to come home and they aren't allowing wait waiter waiting in the fucking lobby oh so, you're so all, all he screams and is finicky and a cry baby had to sit outside in the cold and he was screaming bro it was just we i was standing out there for like 15 minutes oh what a disaster oh it was just a bad experience it kind of put a bad tone on my day after that <laughs> and then he oh my god i was fucking pissed like that's just so ridiculous and then you're telling me you pay 50 dollars for your cat's shots like yeah i mean it was a cheap thing my mom like found out this place where we paid like under a hundred dollars to get the cat fixed too so like it's the the fact that you said like three hundred dollars really but for all the shots and getting the cat fixed was under under two hundred dollars for sure without question that's it you know what man fuck chicago honestly that's that's on that bougie shit right there 
it's too much. They'd be out here taxing, dog. Man. But anyways, let's get well, let's get to let's get to some golf here. We had a, a, a yeah. solid tangent there to to open up the the pod here, but we'll, we'll, we'll how our lives are going. You know, we deal yeah. in normal people's struggles. We're normal people. We do normal things. So we got to tell you about our mundane lives Absolutely. to keep ourselves happy. So absolutely, yeah. Let's get fucking golf. Brooks so, Kepka. Yeah, so we had the waste management this weekend. It was pretty a pretty electric uh, tournament. There was a lot going on in the final day. A lot of people that could have uh, made charges to uh, actually win the tournament. Um, obviously, the the headlining was Jordan Spieth on his comeback tour and uh, trying to trying to secure a dub. Um, shooting a 61 on Saturday to get everyone super pumped up and um, everything was falling for him. Um, but yeah, he kind of fell apart on Sunday and couldn't get it done. But the, the tournament itself was really awesome. Having the fans back made uh, made things more interesting. There was a guy that got arrested after Jordan Speed was trying to make a putt, which was pretty fucking funny. Um, yeah, the guy who... Uh... His chair broke. Yeah, too. yeah, his chair broke, and uh, he was dressed up as Borat. And then Jordan sank that long oh, putt and was pointing at him as he was getting arrested, which was uh, pretty funny that he had to say after uh, after his uh, round interview. Um, yeah, that was crazy, and that and that was the second putt of his two bombs. That was, I mean, that shit was epic, man. So yeah, let's start off with the beginning of it. Um, you had uh, Stricker. Uh, you know, he's the, the captain for the Ryder cup this, uh, coming up and, um, he was on fire this weekend. Um, guys, 53 years old. And for him to put on a show, like he did this weekend is pretty crazy. Um, he came out like a couple of weeks ago and said he, you know, he wasn't planning on playing a lot of, uh, tournaments in the actual PGA this year, but since he got named the uh, captain for the Ryder cup, he said he decided he was going to, you know, step up and play a few, few tournaments to get acclimated with the guys and kind of feel out the, the PGA tour scene for, for the coming up Ryder cup. And he put on a show this weekend, man. I mean, he looked really good. He was throwing darts out there, you know, he, he doesn't he hit. In the yeah, that's crazy at 53. I mean, he's tossing up all 60s like that's fucking insane. And like he obviously doesn't hit it as far as everyone. And he was hitting long irons into these greens and still sticking shit. And that's just wild. That was the craziest part was the fact that mo- most of these holes, he's got, you know, minimum one, if not two clubs maybe even three on some holes longer yeah. he's not reaching the par five that that the other guys are reaching all the time necessarily right. like he's probably laying up and shit and he fucking showed that he can still throw down and play out there man it's if you can if you're that shows that he's a great ball striker i feel oh. like oh absolutely like to, to be clubs really long into the into those greens and just sinking putts too yeah he was he was money all weekend and he honestly had a chance there at the end i mean brooks kind of shut the door with that with that eagle chip in but like he was still he was still right there i think he was what 17 under so he he tied for uh yeah he was 17 under He he was tied for second or tied for third so i mean like he was there um yeah he he had an unbelievable tournament yeah 
Yeah, so he shot 65, 66, 69, 67. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll move into the, to the Jordan talk because he was an absolute firework factory out there on Saturday. You know, he, he wasn't oh, – Wait. What? I want to say one more stat about Steve Stricker. Hit me. Does this say, does this say that he hit 100% of greens – yeah, dude, on uh, I saw that stat on on uh, on Sunday. I don't think it was a hundred percent, but he was like like high ninety. Oh, he, he on on one of the rounds he hit a hundred percent of greens. Did he? Yeah, he was literally. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, was that would that have been on Sunday? Why won't it show me which round this is that it's? I'm assuming that's the final round. Yeah, he. I mean, anyways, I. I, that's very impressive. Steve Stricker is an absolute madman for that one. So, I'm sorry. Continue yeah, on where you. Oh yeah, we'll 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 get into the Jordan talk here. Um, Jordan obviously has been miserable for the last two years. Hasn't been able to find any kind of magic um, after you know such a historic start to his career, um, winning yeah. eleven tournaments in his first couple couple years on tour. And uh, you know the future was so bright. And we've talked about it before on the podcast. You know about his struggles and everything. And obviously, anyone that pays attention to golf knows uh, Jordan's story here. But it was kind of a really good feel good story for Jordan to kind of get back, you know, in contention in a tournament. And uh, I mean, he played his balls off on Saturday. He wasn't hitting any fairways, but he was just chipping and putting like an absolute lunatic out there. He was dropping bombs from everywhere. Um, it, it was a very esque of when he was, you know, shooting fireworks when he first started he was known for making those long bombs and he was putting bombs away from everywhere on saturday to tie his career low a 61 on tour i mean that was a quite the show he put on on saturday absolutely he had an uh an eagle chip in didn't he or was it a birdie chip in eagle for okay yeah that was that was pretty amazing yeah, he he was he was wild on Saturday, and then you know him and uh, and Xander, you know, were were ready for the big show off, uh, you know, the showdown on Sunday, and neither of them came out the gates very strong. They were both uh, plus, or Xander was plus one, and Spieth was plus two after three holes, and you were just like, oh, that's kind of not satisfying to watch at all. Um, and it really sucked because Jordan just couldn't get anything going. He was making good strokes at the putts and everything, and he was getting super close. It just wasn't falling for him. At one point, he hit a flag, and the ball ricocheted off the flag and uh, uh, left him a you know a sizable putt, which he made for par. But like you know, it, he could have easily have been four or five under with the putts he was making. I mean, he was just, he was either lipping out or just leaving it in short. I mean, it, it was crazy. He just couldn't make a putt, and it, you know, after, you know, Saturday when he just couldn't miss with his putter uh, Sunday, you know, it was just like his Let's putter was like, he took all the magic out of it. Let's not skip talking about those two bombs though. Back to back 16 and 17. That was, that was incredible. It really was. Honestly. It was vintage. You know, he's only he's only been on tour for however many years, and that and you can say that was vintage Jordan because yeah. it really was. It was, it was him at the 2017 Open on some go get that. Yes, like go get that. 
he was showing who who was boss you know yeah and you could tell he just he he really had some swag out there you know he he looked super confident on saturday he was just walking on that's that's the jordan everybody knew and loved is the you know the jordan that you know wasn't taking very much time between his shots he was just super confident and just running at every shot you know barely looking at putts and just you know going in and drilling him it was really fun to see, and and golf Twitter was exploding. Yeah. On par train, uh, shout out them, put out a tweet um, that was along the lines of, like, the buzz that was going around um, Jordan Spieth this weekend on Twitter was-esque of Tiger. Now, obviously, it's not as big as Tiger, but everybody was rooting for Jordan and wanted Jordan to win so bad. And like, you could tell at the tournament, everybody was going crazy for him and stuff like that. So like the, the, the golf world was, was absolutely on fire this weekend. Yeah. I, I actually read a really interesting article too. That was just, I can't remember who wrote it, but it was saying about how like, is, is what he did this weekend sustainable? And, um, it sounds like, I mean, it seems like, no, that it's not really, I mean, this writer was arguing that like basically his, his driving accuracy sucked. Mm -hmm. Um, when when he was missing fairways, he was missing his, he was missing them by a ton. Like his his misses were bad when Mm -hmm. they were bad because he had a real, his like distance from edge of the fairway was really far and his iron play was good and his putting was good but even then on sunday his putting left but if he can't if he can't even have decent driving you know he can slap it around a little but if he's hitting it off the planet when he misses he's just not going to be able to to hold that up and let's go back and look just a little bit at his um like kind of like his downfall i guess you could say because in 2017 he won three times Yes. And he was second in approach, so his iron play was on fire. His tee to green was second, strokes gained, so on point. Strokes gained total, second, on point. Um, his putting was kind of okay. He was 48th in strokes gained putting and 44th in um, strokes gained off the tee. So when his iron play is on and his approach and his um, around the greens are on, he can still afford to slap it around a little bit and not put like incredibly, but when he's just like 120th in strokes gained off the tees, that's just not going to work for him because that's kind of the, the past years after that, all the facets of his game have fallen off. Like in 2019, mm-hmm. he was 176th in strokes gained off the tee minus 0.452 losing almost half a stroke to the field off the tee. So yeah, that's, that's just not how you're gonna do. That just ain't gonna cut a chief. Um, yeah, you got. And he just needs to get it like somewhat better, you know. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. He do, it doesn't have to be perfect. That miss just gotta get smaller, you know. Yeah. And and you're right. He was hitting some just absolute hero shots out of uh, some of the the desert and uh, it, it, some of those shots he was hitting on Saturday were just ridiculous so I I completely understand and and that's kind of where 
because we all bet me, you, and Max uh, all bet betted heavy on Jordan on Sunday, which now looking at it was kind of a, a bad move on our part because it is very difficult yeah. to back up a 61, um, and especially when all those fireworks were going in, it's kind of like the golf gods are just like not against you, but it's like, all right, how many more miracle shots can we really give you? And he kind of yeah, fell but off. It was like on Sunday, he was he was hitting some good shots. He hit he hit it in the water, and that was just bad. Oh that God, he, that he was so dirty. What the golf course did to him on that? that? No, he I, couldn't afford. That. No, absolutely not. And it, it was just very. It was upsetting to see. Um, and it, but what was frustrating also was that. He was hitting such good shots on Sunday. Like there were several holes where he hit one probably like inside of 15 feet, just and as and pin high, you know, a good look at Birdie, and he just couldn't even convert convert that. And right. he used to be money in that yeah. kind of like mid-range shit. He was so good. Yep. And it's just I but you know what, man? I have confidence that he is going to figure it out at right. some point. Like he's gonna mature. I feel like I don't know. So Saturday, I feel like showed that 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 Jordan Spieth that won all those tournaments is still lurking yeah. under the surface now. Yeah. And as he's older, hopefully his mental confidence and shit will just continue to grow more, and he'll and he'll just overcome the adversity because he's sure. what now twenty seven, twenty eight. I think he's twenty six. Oh really? Yeah. I think he's 26 you can Dang, he's me. your age you can fact check me on that okay. uh he's 27 27 all right Close. 28 in july okay yeah so he's getting up there he's almost 30 he's getting closer this year he'll be 28 all right well let's get into xander a little bit because xander um was another goddamn head case this weekend um he was looking good, uh, you know, through Saturday, you know, shooting uh, shot 66, 64, 65. And you're like, all right, Xander, this is Xander's time. And then, like you said, he comes out the gate, shoots a plus, you know, he, he gets a bogey on the first hole and you're just like, uh-oh. And you could kind of feel it. Yep. Him and him and Jordan were in the same grouping and both of them weren't having a good day and kind of when – it's tough when your playing partner is also playing bad to kind of get yourself out of that rut, I feel like. And because you guys kind of play off each other's energy and see it happen next to you. Yeah. You're just watching bad shot, a bad shot. And like, it's, it's so tough to go and hit, you know, a, a good shot after you see someone hit a horrible shot or, you know, something like that. So, and Xander's came out multiple times uh, throughout this week and saying that he has to work on, on his closing and, you know, it's just not where it needs to be. He's, he, you know, he's, he's obviously a damn good golfer and he top tens pretty much every week and he just can't get over the finish line. I'm not going to be as drastic to say he's got the, uh, the female disease cause we're going to get into him later. Um, but um, yeah he's so good. And you're just like, God, like, why can't you just close these things out? And his Sundays are just miserable. And he, but, but the thing is, is he still had a chance to win there at the end. And, um, 
you know, he made that birdie and then hit um, late in the round to get to 17 under. And then he, uh, his next tee shot, he just snap hooks right into the pond. And you're just like, okay, well, it's over for him. Um, and that, that was kind of the downfall for the, re- the rest of the round is that he hit that ball in that water and it was just, it was over. And then on 18, he kind of had it. He had a chance. He had to hole out from, it was like 113 yards or something. He put this thing on a rope, on a rope right at the flag. And if that thing. 60 degree, high, high 60 degree. That thing was up in the air. If that thing rolled back a foot that thing was in like and then you go into a playoff now I do think Kepka would have buried him in a playoff but um but yeah Xander Xander's got to get it get it together and he came out after and he was you know he was talking they asked him about Kepka and he was like yeah it's a nice win you know he's a proven winner um and that's just the kind of recipe recipe that I'm still trying to figure out and I have no doubt that he will be able to figure this out at a certain point um you know, he's, like I said, he's an unbelievable golfer. So I, I don't doubt that he's going to be able to get it done at, at a certain point. You know what, man? The golf course was gettable and he made four bogeys and right. um, he, he also made four birdies. And if he could have eliminated two of those bogeys, he would have won. Yep. It's just like he hit it in the water when he really couldn't afford to, you know, at, at, while on a streak, you know, of two of, and he didn't even, like, he just pulled it a touch, you know? Like, it wasn't even that bad, but, you know, it was just bouncing left. And then Jordan kind of did a similar thing. So, it was just, I mean, Xander just, he he really could have had it, you know? It was, his, it was his thing to win. And like you were saying, he's just got to get with that closers mentality. Because look at Brooks last round, bogey-free, he made – no, he made a bogey, but he made two eagles and eagles. three birdies. Like, right. that's... you you can't you got to keep up with that. And yeah, it was uh, it was disappointing um, to see that. And then also the sleeper K H Lee Kyung Hoon Lee. Yeah, uh, I he kind of I didn't really know yeah, uh, who he, he was. Woodworks there and uh, was was fine for for trying to tie Kepka there, and uh, he just couldn't well, he... get that last birdie. But he was. He was 66, 66, 66 yeah. and then 68. Yeah, that's I mean, 366 in a row. What does that mean? He was uh he was on fire. So I mean he what does that mean? What? what does that mean? 366 is in a row. That's that double. That's like two sixes. Yeah, that's that's that devil's work. That's that black magic right there. You can't be uh that's- that's the, the devil's art. devil. Yeah, that's some dark arts that's right there. On Saturday, they were like, we're not letting you win. You're yep. shooting 68. <laughs> so, that's just the, that's yeah. just the not, not to happen. Solo second. I bet that's a, a nice paycheck for him this weekend, uh, though, honestly. Uh, $600,000. That's how much he made? Yeah, $649,000. Wow. It's because wow, that made up so much money. money the second and third, like third third place and fourth was all just like everybody made all the same amount so like it's just crazy but Kepka took out his total his total money this year is 829,000 which means that like 600,000 of that came from one tournament that's crazy 
That's crazy. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we can we can move into the the villain Brooks Kepka. If you listen to last week's podcast, we were we were definitely trashing uh, Kepka. It's funny, you know, that I I bet on Kepka last week to play play in the top thirty, and he doesn't make the cut, and then all of a sudden he backdoor wins the next week. So golf is such a fickle game. It's just crazy that you can go one week not even making a cut of a PGA tournament and then literally follow that up the next week and win the tournament. Um, but he, he looked very in charge there on Sunday and that chip in was just cold blooded. Uh, that was, that was really. Hit it over there and they were like, this is so you like, you just watched Brooks Kepka chip it in here, but this is an extremely difficult chip shot. And then Scotty Scheffler like hit a bad chip, and it was like Brooks Kepka just made that shit look so easy. That shot looked so terrifying. Like, not only was that on both sides. Yeah, not not only was that a like the the pin tucked into the very back there, so you had zero room to go long. Um, Yep. And if you left it short, you were just coming right, but like you would have been so far away. Like you had to get up, you had to get to the top of that hill. If he, you know, is off by a couple feet, he literally is like putting for 50, 60 feet away. Um, He just put it on a rope and put it right where it needed to be. And that thing, as soon as it hit the green and you just immediately knew that thing was going in, like it was trailing so on the flag. It was unbelievable. Like from 10 feet away, you're like, Oh, this is in. (laughs) Honestly, like it, it didn't rock it into the pin. No, it it was the the touch on that was, was unbelievable. And from that point forward, like there's no way he's not winning this tournament. Did you see those quotes from him about like that there were a lot of tears shed wondering if he would ever make it back to being an elite golfer again and stuff because his knee was like bothering him so badly. I did not see that, but Brooks is a, Brooks saying, is a little bitch. So, I mean, no, not- bro. I, I mean, shit, man, if you're working on, on a little knee injury, like he, do you remember what happened, Nick? Do you remember what happened? He slipped and fell. Yeah. on some wet concrete mm-hmm. that is how he hurt his knee Dude. and then he said his game just like was not the same after that and he couldn't get his knee feeling good and like it was scary because he yeah. was missing cuts and shit and yeah. so he just said it felt very good to prove to himself like oh that that uh he can win still and i mean i'm not gonna say that well, I guess winning is elite regardless. It is the Waste Management Open, but there are also hella fans there. So, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a still fun pretty, it's, it's one of the fun tournaments to watch all year. Everyone gets hyped up for that tournament at the stadium. You know, some people might thrive in pressure, but at the end of the day, regardless, like it's harder with 16,000 people watching you or however many fucking people normally fit in that stadium around the 16th hole yeah like over 10,000 I know I think what they had 2,500 for COVID which is still crazy like why the fuck they're saying it before the Super Bowl about like oh in honor of all those lives that are lost and then they had 25,000 people in the stadium like well it's Florida baby it's lawless down there. You got to you, you know that by now. It's the Wild West down there. They don't give a shit. COVID don't exist in Florida. 
crazy, crazy dude. Man, I just fucked Tom Brady. <laughs> he uh he put a clinic on uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll dive into the Super Bowl a little bit here that he put on a goddamn clinic and their defense was Fuck. unbelievable. I didn't even um, watch that shit. Patrick Mahomes had nowhere to go all game long. He was, That's what I heard. I heard they just locked his ass down. He was running around for his fucking life all game, and his wide receivers were dropping everything. Um, there was one point – there was two separate times where Mahomes was growing into the end zone where he hit his own player in their face mask, literally hit him in the head with the pass, and they dropped it. Like, how do you miss – you? You're a wide receiver, a tight end. You have one goddamn job out there is to catch the fucking football. And you're a quarterback, put such a good ball towards you that it hit you in the face and you didn't catch the ball. What are you doing? What are you doing? And like I said, was running around for his life out there. And he was still making some of the most unbelievable throws I've ever seen out of a human being. He would be running back 30 yards and then throw it across his body, 30 yards across the field. Or he was like getting wrapped up in like in a tackle and still just hucking it down the field. Mahomes is an absolute animal out there, but yeah, that was, it was kind of a lopsided affair. Brady, Brady took command early. Doesn't Antonio Brown play for the Buccaneers now? He certainly does. Tom Brady is a a big fan of him. Dude, I, this might be a controversial opinion, but I don't know if it is, but I don't really give a fuck. If you have a domestic ability, like violence charge you should be barred from the nfl forever like and i don't and if you say oh women beat their husbands too statistically that is so much smaller and i don't want to hear your fucking bullshit because some jacked ass football player who's with some little girl who's probably not strong enough to defend herself from anyways that's what the fucking matter is and i'm pretty sure he has a fucking domestic violence charge and fuck that and also he was just so fucking lame when all that bullshit happened like when he fucking was acting all crazy on social media and shit you remember that yeah it was all ploy so that he could get out of uh playing with the raiders so that he could go meet up with tom and the patriots and then he got in trouble again and was doing all that bullshit but yeah, he uh, he got to go play after suspension, got to go play with Tom again in Tampa. And um, uh, their coach, Bruce Arians, was like, listen, like he's a problem. Like, I don't really want him on his team on, on our team. And Brady was like, listen, like, I'll take care of him. He won't act up. He put uh, he put Antonio Brown in his house uh, during the season. And uh, he lived with Tom Brady for most of the season in Tampa so that he wouldn't fuck around. So, but he is an absolute head case. So, Tom Brady probably kissed his son on the lips last night. <laughs> he certainly did, <laughs> bro. Also, uh, I want to say about fucking Gronk for everyone that fucking loves Gronk. He is the man, <laughs> and his marketable ass air quotes. You can't see him because we're doing a fucking podcast. Yeah, and I and sorry, I'm saying fuck so much, but Gronk. Do you remember when he elbow dropped that guy, Tredavious White? Yeah, yeah. He got in trouble. Bro, he literally elbow dropped him. Like, (laughs) 
He was just setting up his career for the for uh, WrestleMania, bro. He's been on WrestleMania like three times now. That was like they saw that and were like, "Yo, we got to bring this guy in." So it was that's, that's marketing one hundred and one, bro. You said he was marketable. That was marketing. That's so though. Like that's so fucking dangerous, man, to do to somebody. And for sure. So I fuck the Buccaneers, and I don't. I disapprove of them and their Super Bowl title. <laughs> It's not fuck Tampa. Not to if you live in Tampa and you like the Buccaneers, please don't be hurt by me saying that. Because it's not it's at three individuals on that team. But anyways, maybe um, that's enough of the football talk. Yeah. My final final remarks on the uh on the on the waste management. I, I do gotta talk about that one guy. I'm probably gonna butcher his name. That uh that Asian dude that uh Young Hoon Lee. What what's his name? The one who came in second? No, no, no. That dude that charged uh, like early, and he had he had like a three stroke lead in uh, the first. His his name's uh, you spell his last name H A H N N. What's his name? Well, how do you say it? Oh, buddy, you're silent. I I can't hear a word that's coming out of your mouth, guy. James Han. James Hahn. Here we go. There we go. All right. You're that, back. You're back. You can't read that fucking word. You can't read that. No, that I says- can read the word, but I was just like, I don't know. I fucked up every Asian player's name so fast. <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking know. Bro, I don't he, know how to read at this point. He took the lead, bro. It was that was crazy. Like he he was going off. He he had one, two, he had five birdies on the front nine, went out in 30, and then comes and made birdies 10. He's on three birdies in a row. And, and then he makes a bogey. And they then he makes a par, and then he makes another bogey. And then he makes two more bogeys throughout the rest of his round, and he fucking gives it up. He really had it, and he just choked, man, that after he got the lead. the worst choke jobs I've ever seen in my life. And it was, it was funny that, you know, he took the lead. So obviously all the attention went to him and they kept he going. He, if he had just parred out, he would have taught me yeah. the playoff. Yeah. It, it's, it was wild because like, like I said, they, they put all the attention on him after he took the lead, obviously, and all the cameras are right, you know, right on him. And he played so bad after that. He was shanking shots, putting shit in the water couldn't make putts was duffing chips it was so bad there was one point where he 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 uh hit it into the desert and he was like behind this like cactus thing and uh, oh my god and he, he like sat on the cactus and like poked his ass <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> that, that, that was a good movie but yeah that that was one of the biggest choke jobs i've seen in a long time a guy that just absolutely fell apart with uh, eight holes left to go to kind of seal the deal on a tournament, and he just absolutely yeah. shit his pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually pissed as fuck when he was p- doing so good because Jordan was like falling behind, and yeah, I've but... never. I was telling you, I've never bet on sports before. Clearly, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not that much of a sports guy. I'm down with sports, but like, I'm not a huge like crazy fan just really more golf than anything um so when you would naturally i'm very excited because it was like my first fucking bet and then 
What the fuck are you laughing at, you son of a bitch? <laughs> nothing, nothing. It, it's just when you put money on, on sporting events, which I've learned very quickly over these last two weeks that Michigan uh, has had sports betting. I've been betting literally every day for the last two weeks, and uh, I've actually won a, uh, won a decent amount of money, but I've also lost a lot of money. There's nothing. What's your, what's your uh, net? So I, I put in $20 to start, and I've grossed $100. So – I cashed out and and I'm only betting $5 per like bet. So it's like, I'm winning a lot of bets. So you haven't lost, you've made money. You haven't lost money. No, I haven't lost, but I mean, I've lost a lot of bets and I've just won more than I've lost to get up to a hundred. Because you bet when the, I need to start sending you bets when the golfers are on the 15th hole. (laughs) I know, bro. (laughs) How much money did you make on Brooks? Uh, $25. How much money did you make on Patrick? $25. Okay. I hemorrhaged it at the end because the odds, like, if you catch it at the right time, like, he's, like, plus 250 or plus, like, 300. So, like, you don't even got to put in crazy money. Like, like I put on – I think I put on Kepka, Kepka, like, seven – or I put in $6 on him and won 25. So, like, he was plus – I think he was plus – 315 or something like that i don't know this is something stupid but so yeah these backdoor these backdoor wins but um so let's uh let's talk about dj um dj oh my god it's a ton of the Saudi. tournament the saudi international um they don't get no they will hang out with the saudis they don't get no fuck man he is just on an absolute tear right now it the golf world has to be shitting themselves when he's when they see his name in the lineup for the tournament that week. Yeah. Like he is just absolutely on fire. You can't beat him. Um, there was a f- funny moment early in the week. I think it was on Thursday or, or it might have been on Friday. He hits a bomb of a drive, and uh, one of the uh, people there um, that worked for the tournament that you know kind of put the stake in the ground to. Uh, when you hit it in the rough to see where your ball went. Um, he had his back towards, uh, towards where they were driving from and DJ hit him in the air in the middle of his back and just dropped him. And I was thinking like, there's obviously there's never a point where you want to get hit by a golf ball, but there's more of an emphasis on particularly which guys you least want to get hit by a golf ball with. And, DJ Kepka and Rory or Bryson are the top five right there of guys that I do not want to get hit by a golf ball with, especially when they're hitting driver. I can't imagine how bad that hurt. I mean, he probably hit him. He hit him so hard with that ball and he dropped him straight to his knee. Ball speed is probably easily consistently in the, in what the like 190 is probably what around like 190, 195, somewhere in there. Something like that. Because he's not quite as fast as Bryson. No. But he's, he's a, still ripping it. Oh, for sure. I mean, he, he probably hit that ball 310 in the air. So, I mean, like. Dude, I mean, that's just crazy, though. And then they were like, oh, he's okay. He didn't fucking look okay, man. <laughs> no, he, he was like. Not, 
Like, okay, he doesn't have a broken rib, but like he is clearly in a lot of pain. That's what I'm saying, dude. I wonder if like he continued after that. Like, did he just work the rest of the day? I would have been like, no, bro, I am done for the day. I'm going home. Give me a wheelchair out here and just wheel me back to the clubhouse. This is some bullshit. What's up to him? You after? Yeah, dude, you'd be catching me suing the golf course immediately. Like, I'm suing DJ. What's up to him after? He came up. It was like, hey, man, I'm sorry about that. Like, or nah. I don't know. I didn't see. I didn't see. It's definitely courtesy that they're, that they, like, apologize if they hit somebody normally. Oh, for like, sure. I'm there's sure. There's other still hitting someone and going up and, like, giving them a glove or a ball or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure he went up and apologized. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things. Should you know, Happy Gilmore reference shouldn't have been standing there, um, and especially shouldn't have had your back turned to guys yeah. that are being off on yeah. on a hole. Like you, yeah. you got to keep your, your back turned, there, Chief. Yeah. Like you can't you can't be having your back facing those guys because that's an easy way to get pegged. And he wasn't standing off the planet rough. Like he was standing in like an easily missable, like <laughs> maybe a couple yards off the fairway. Like, <laughs> got absolutely back so <laughs> that was that was that was funny but um yeah uh D- dj man world number one for a reason yep and uh our boy tony finau another second place finish um god man like <laughs> this is like four weeks in a row where he's top five and hasn't won the damn tournament this is getting ridiculous like, he's got to be playing some of the best golf of his career and just can't get a win to save his life. I just I, – I feel like the Puerto Rico curse is real. It's yeah, – for him it like, is. Like, Victor Hawkins broke through, but Tony Finau, like, it's not happening. And none of the other ones, it's not happening. Tony Finau is just – he's stuck, man. It's – I just don't understand. So many – and what what happened to him in the final round? Like what what did he do? Like did he shoot under par and he just didn't quite make it? Did he I choke think he and shoot under par? Let me see. DJ only made five hundred eighty thousand for the win. Apparently, yeah, it was a small purse for real. Um, but he probably got fat appearance fees. So yeah, um, he uh, Finau shot three under on that final round. So, he shot three under. Yeah, three under, and, and DJ oh. shot two under. So, I mean, that's just not going to – DJ shot how much? He only shot two under, but he had a two-shot lead, so. Yeah, it did the job. Yep. I just – I mean, Dustin Johnson isn't the worst guy to, like, lose it to, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you lose to the world number one, I mean, there's only so much you can do, but – you. He obviously had a chance there, and, you know, if he turns in, a, you know, like Justin Rose came in, uh, he tied second too, and Justin Rose shot five under that day. So, I mean, if he kept par with, with Justin Rose for the round, he would have won. So, um, yeah. it's just crazy how much emphasis each shot is on tour, you know. Like, you never know which shot's going to bite you in the ass. And, uh Tony Finau came too short once again of getting a dub. 
I think the golf world is gonna absolutely fucking explode if Tony when Tony Finau finally wins. Like we're gonna throw a parade. Like it's gonna be they're gonna put a fucking uh, a fucking statue outside of the golf course. It's gonna be crazy. The PGA guys that won this, like they must have gotten paid fat appearance fees or like I wonder why some of them chose if maybe it was just about like the golf course or like traveling or because they were going to get like money yeah because Vic, Vic Boblin played in it Tony Finau obviously Dustin Johnson you had fucking um so, several other uh, um Americans or Bryson played in there guys that play Kevin Knock guys that play on the PGA Tour a lot so I wonder uh Hey, those guys are all on that, that Saudi swing right now. The last like four weeks, everybody's been kind of over there. So I, I, I don't know what they, they're probably they're probably getting paid a lot of money to be there. So I mean, money's there. Why not? You know, if you're getting, Dude, getting paid a fat appearance fee, why not show up? You don't even got to win the tournament. It's just fun coupons when you do win the tournament. You know what's not fair is that the richest people get the nice shit for free, like. I want a fucking Rolex, man. <laughs> Dustin Johnson gets a free Rolex, and he has twenty fucking million dollars, or however fuck fifty million, however much he has, yeah. and he gets the free Rolex. And I and I'm poor. And I, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just it's bullshit. Quote it's, of the day: I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna title this episode. I'm poor. So. Anyways, All right, I so. just wanted to say that I want a Rolex. I yeah. really do, but I just that seems unachievable. Maybe nope. it, maybe I guess they have Rolexes that are like older. You you could get one for like three three k or something like that. Not anything crazy, you know. But three yeah. k on a watch that's a that's a high ticket right there. Yeah, but you know maybe one day. You know what I'm saying well, like yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we blow that's up the goal. When Bogey Society. Blows. That's what's yeah um so i got one one more story before um we get to uh fan or foe then we can get you guys all out of here i'm tired i'm sure you guys are tired of listening to us ramble on here um so this is a a pretty crazy story um i don't know if you heard about this but um it's been this is the 50 year anniversary of this uh this event that i'm about to tell you about which is pretty crazy um so february 5th um 1971 um we're gonna throw it back to the apollo 14 mission um alan shepherd who's an astronaut for nasa went up to the moon and he manufactured a golf club out of some utensils um that he brought along with him on the spaceship and a golf ball and he is the first person to ever hit a golf shot on the moon and there is a wow. video. There's a video of this that we're gonna play in the uh, in the show here that you're gonna hear in a couple a couple seconds. That's um, a really really cool video. So here's that. Uh, yes, and while you're looking at it, you might recognize what I have in my hand is the uh, handle for the contingency sample return. I just still happens to have a.
So yeah, I mean it was pretty cool. Like he he takes a couple hacks at it, and I, I know you guys visually can't see it, but if you guys want to look it up, it's uh you know it's it's all over all, all over the internet. It's uh, Alan Shepard, and you just type in uh, um, golf shot on the moon, and I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool thing. You can hear uh, one of the other astronauts, uh, you know, talking shit to him. He can only hit it with one arm because the spacesuit is uh, is so big, so he's just taking little hacks out of it. And he's like, I'm gonna hit a little sand shot. And uh, the the other astronaut uh, is he goes sounds like you shanked it <laughs> so it's 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 a pretty funny clip. Um, Boom yeah. roast. Uh, so yeah, that that that's that, pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little story. Um, but there there was, uh, what was that? Maybe one day they can make a more a more slim down spacesuit, you know, and we'll be able to get a little more uh, a little more motion. Yeah. In there on the moon. Yeah. And uh, someone can take at it. Yeah, let's bring up one Maybe of these golf can... golf architects and just make a golf course on the moon. I'm uh, all yeah, ter- fuck it, um, fuck it, fuck it. We're going to the moon. Um, um, yo, I have a question. All right, hit me. Um, well, just some of these rounds we were talking about were very up and down, and it kind of prompted me thinking about like, do you think it would be more fun to shoot an even par round? by just shooting like straight pars or by making like birdie bogey double birdie birdie par birdie like up and down second birdies all day there's shooting but in between you're making doubles and fucking bogeys and being in slop having sloppy holes but you're saying at the end of the round i'm gonna get to even even par either way okay yeah second for sure because shooting rounds of par just shooting par the whole time i i've done it one time where i played a whole round at par and it is stressful like really you're just trying not to make a goddamn mistake when you've rattled Bro, off that like, so intense and cool like when you rattle off like 10 pars in a row you're just like oh my god like i, I just gotta keep writing the ship just keep it in play you know get on the green make sure you two putt like you know, it, it's it's fucking stressful, and dude, on you're shitting bricks, man. Shitting bricks, dude. You're just like, if I if I bogey this last hole, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Like it yeah. is so goddamn stressful. Oh, oh my god, if I made 17 pars and then bogeyed 18, I don't. I would be. So, I would be distraught. I don't know what I would do. I would just, I'm just. I'm imagining Prairie Vista right now. And the the 18th green, there's water to the right, and I would just sprint and dive. <laughs> Probably not. Disgusting, but I would want to. 
yeah. So I, I would definitely take the roller coaster ride of making uh, bogeys and, and, and birdies just because like the stress level is off of you once you make a bogey. And then if you get it back to even like you're, you're cool and like, you know, you kind of can gauge where your round at is from there. And like you said, you're, you're you obviously don't know that you're going to get back to even par, but like there's room for improvement and you're not as like, so you're not as big of a fucking stress ball going into 18, trying to maintain par when and kind of, if, if you're like one over going into 18 and you just be like, all right, I got to go after this hole to get birdie and you get the birdie. Like that's so gratifying instead of like being like almost shitting your pants on 18. If you have some good, uh, like it would just be so much fun to like making birdies that means you know you're dropping some fucking putts you're hitting some tight irons you know you're pro- you're hitting some sick shots if you're yeah. if that's how your round's going but you're also having sloppy shots so that's why the even par one is just like that's fucking even even par straight pars is fucking wet bro like oh. you're out there dripping on the golf course just dripping with that consistency bro like consistency you are a badass golfer you are on point like that's crazy when people some people are just like fairway and greens machines you know like they're not crazy tight they're not like uh making crazy putts but they're hitting the fairway they're hitting the green and they're two putting and if they miss the green they're getting it up and down yep like so that is it that's just the golf I aspire to play, you know? Like, yeah, 100%. 100%. One day getting to scratch is the dream. Yeah. Um, All right, should we go to Fan or Foe? Yeah, let's do Fan or Foe, and uh, we'll get everyone out of here. So uh, we're going to start off with uh, Louis Oosthuizen. Um, Louis Oosthuizen. Um, so we'll, we'll spit his facts out. Um, he was part of the, the Ernie Els foundation, which covered most of his expenses as a rising amateur. So he didn't really have to pay a bunch of money and, uh, fees to enter tournaments and stuff. Um, he goes by the name Shrek because of his gap tooth. That feels mean. That feels mean. That feels like people were bullying him and were like, haha, you look like Shrek. You no, ugly he, likes, ass. Like, he likes it. He said he, his buddies call him that. He, he, he likes it. Um, so yeah, it's because he has his, a gap in between his uh, his front two teeth, and uh, so he, his friends say he looks oh. like uh, Shrek. Um, he's one of four people to make an albatross at the Masters. Uh, yes, he, he is made his on hole number two. Hole number two. Um, he has made or he has won one PGA Tour event, but he's won thirteen inter- He has thirteen international wins, and he has a. If you, you want to guess his career earnings, um, well, I know them because oh, you told oh, me yeah, them. I can tell you that. Well, all right, back at twenty-two million dollars in earnings, so he's uh he's doing yeah. well for himself. Um, but he's only made $1.8 million off the PGA. All of his other earnings are from uh, the International European Tour. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's that's correct. It's $22 million. That's pretty solid. Yeah, um, I mean, I, he doesn't really, like, excite me that much. He seems like a fine dude. Like, he's not the ops, so I'll say I'm a fan, you know. Yeah. He's not the ops. Mm-hmm. The only ones that are foes are like the ones that are for real, the ops, you know, they do some whack shit. Yeah, he doesn't do any whack shit. He's just a mellow dude, a mellow South African dude. 
and he has yeah. a fun name. He doesn't really threaten us at the Ryder Cup too often, so like he's not like a serious threat. Um, yeah, I would say he's very bland, bro. I just there's no he's he doesn't have like those like iconic moments. I feel like so like yeah, to say that. I mean, and loss at the Masters. Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah that obviously that's a that's a big moment, but like other than that, like. I mean, how many rounds of, of golf have you actually seen of him play? You know what I mean? Like, there was at one point where, he, you know, he was in contention a lot. But, like, I don't know. He just – he doesn't really really uh, give me the uh, the fireworks I need to be able to call call myself a fan of him. I do like his accent, though. Well, so, are you going to say that he's – that he's a foe yeah i'm I'm gonna go foe on this one just because he doesn't what? have enough, enough juice for me to be like yeah i'm a fan of him so that makes him a foe to you wow yeah. i see, yeah. I see. Until, so until, black he it. until he proves it man he's been on tour since 2002 and hasn't given me anything so for Except that reason, loss of masters and 13 international wins well i don't watch much international golf i watch P. <laughs> so yeah, me too, because we're dumb Americans. Yeah. So, All right, well, let's move on to the next guy. Yeah, we're going to go to uh, Shane Lowry. He's a big Irishman. Um, yeah, Irishman. He, uh, he won at Port Rush by six shots against Tony. What was that? I said he won in Port Rush. Oh, yes. By six shots. By six shots over to- uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Um he, uh, so that was huge. That was that was in Ireland, and uh, it was literally like the second coming of Jesus winning uh, in his home country like that. That was a pretty wild, uh, wild event. Yes, because um, Rory was obviously the heavy favorite to win there, and Rory shit the bet on the first day of uh, of that tournament and kind of put himself out of contention. Even though he backdoored top ten that tournament, but um, he like shot like. He just shot- 78 or 80 or something yeah, in the first yeah, round. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, but uh, yeah, we, so Shane started golfing at age 12, and one year later, he was a single digit handicap. That's fucking insane. Um, to be 12. That's very impressive. That indicates natural talent. 13 years old, you're a single digit handicap. I've been playing golf. Let's see like 11 years now and i just got to a single digit last year like that's so irritating that a 13 year can be that good after one year i've been playing golf for five and a half years and i'm like a i'm like a 15 on a good day like that's so irritating um uh you said he had and he has how much earnings nicholas how many uh, how much earnings 8.6 8.6 million dollars in earnings. Pretty solid. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like you're gonna say you're not a fan because he doesn't really move the needle that much. But like again, he parties, bro. He drinks Guinness, and I love some. I love me some stout beer, so I can really fuck with that. He drinks that Guinness, and he was passing those out to people at the waste management one year. Mm-hmm. He had like a cooler backpack. And he was handing out the Guinnesses, and I fucked with that. So, you know what? I can fuck with him. Also, he has a sick short game. He's yes, got he great hands. Yes, he does. He is a, an absolute menace to society around the greens. He is so dirty. Um, I, so you're you're going to say you're a fan? Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, too. He's a, he's, 
obviously he doesn't move the needle as much as I would like him to, but you know, he, he's a really cool dude. Like you said, he parties a lot. Um, I'm an Irish myself. So, you know, I, I, I do, I do fucks with him. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a fan of, a fan of Shane. He's, he's, he's the man. So you want to take away the last one here? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, last up we have Max Homa. So obviously Max Homa is famous for the roasting people on Twitter. He's constantly um, roasting people's swings. He's got himself in earnings. Hold on. I had it here. Let me pull it back up really quick. Um, I think I'm going to, do you want to throw me a guess, Nick? Because I think I know what it is, but I want to see what you're going to say. I think 2.8 million. Not bad, but I was surprised it was actually higher. Four point um two six million. And wow. he made two he made two million in twenty nineteen alone. I believe that was the year he won the Wells Fargo. Okay, those. that makes sense. So so that brings us to yes, he has one win um at the Wells Fargo. And obviously, I mean he's made himself four and a half million dollars in a few years here. And I do like him a lot. This isn't a comment on my fan or foe yet, but like I will say statistically, like, he's not really that, like, impressive out there, you know? Mm-hmm. He's pretty low in most categories. Like, he's not really he, – he's only won one event, you know? And um, this – in the past two seasons, like, he didn't break a million dollars of earnings. Like, not that that's bad necessarily. I mean, he still made himself some good – money but um i'm sure he'd like to be higher than 96th in the world you know he's he's not really like um a household name he's really more known for the twitter stuff i feel like which speaking of that i wanted to read a few of his funny um swing roasts um so this one it's not quite a roast but the guy who plays david wallace on the office andy buckley he hit a six shot at the celebrity tournament mm-hmm. and um, some, this one account posted saying for like Max Homa to roast the swing. And he said, seems like you haven't been working that much. No wonder all those Dunder Mifflin branches closed. Like <laughs> he was out on the golf course. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Um, there was also, I actually remember reading this one on Twitter because this reading what this kid said, just fucking pissed me off, man. He was like, he said to Max Oma, after the last few finishes you've had, you might as well start posting scores and get your handicap back. I'll give you two aside. Obviously, he's just talking shit and being funny, but, like, he's just a fucking, like, college golfer, not that elite, and Max Oma is literally on the PGA Tour. And Max Oma was, like, probably a bad sign when, quote, only shot in the 80s twice in 21 rounds made the highlight reel. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. He is uh, like, got in the 80s. So kind of boom roasted to that guy. Like, you really can't talk shit to PGA Tour players, man. Like, they're on a different level. Like, Homa, he's so funny on Twitter. He's just so off the cuff. And, like, you can tell he doesn't really put, like, a crazy amount of thought into – the stuff he says but it's all hilarious and like 
you know, when he first started doing that, he'd like rattle off like 20 to 30 of those in like a day or day and a half or whatever. And like every one of them was hilarious. You know what I mean? So like the guy's super, super funny. Um, you know, he's one of the young bucks out on tour and, uh, you know, hopefully he has a a good career to, that we can, you know, follow and watch. But you know what he said to Harry Higgs? What? Harry Higgs was like, my mom called me last night and asked me to have you roast my swing. I'm bored, so let it rip, Maxwell. And Max said, yeah, I know she called me too. (laughs) (laughs) So he's definitely having fun out there on Twitter. And uh, I'm definitely a fan of him because he just, he he makes golf Twitter funnier, you know. He gets in the mix on that. 100%. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Great. Glad to hear it. I mean, that's all I got, buddy. You got anything else? Nope. I think that covers it. It was a good week of golf. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll return to our usual uh, Monday slot next week, uh, you know, due to the Super Bowl and everything. We didn't really feel like recording. I, I had a lot of shit going on. So, um, you know, we'll get back to the get back to the podcasting on Monday next week. But um, everyone uh, go toss us a subscribe on itunes and give us a rating and follow us on youtube and you guys know what to do and also i wanted to say to everybody we're still fucking shadow banned so we're getting to a point right now we might be making a backup account and nicholas i just want to say on here i want to say i think the name if we do said backup account should be bogey society pod i feel like that is smooth or if not, we can discuss something else. But I think Bogey Society Pod sounds pretty good. I like it. I like it a lot. So yeah, we'll obviously keep everyone informed on uh, what we do. We're trying to get out of the shadow ban. We've reported it to Instagram multiple times. We're battling back and forth. We've done a lot of reading um, about how to try and fix this thing. And uh, we've done everything we can. We've signed out of the Instagram for a week, changed all of our hashtags, uh, everything that we've read online to try and fix it we've done it and we still are in the shadow band um going on a month here the thing says like it usually is about you know two to three weeks while we're rolling into about a month here on thursday of this shadow band and it's super frustrating um so we're trying to get it all figured out but we'll keep you guys all informed if we do actually end up making a, a backup page to have you guys all follow um so I'll yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. All right, man, sounds good. Nick, we'll be talking to you uh, very soon, my friend. Yeah. All right, guys, have a good week, everyone. Peace. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life, right there. We gotta be the worst golfer alive. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice, Cole.